Today's reading is the story of Abraham, taken from Genesis. The Lord had said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife, Sarai, his nephew Lot, and the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abram travelled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Shechem. At that time the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord, who had appeared to him. From there he went on towards the hills, east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, with Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord, and called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram set out and continued towards the Negev. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abram fell face down, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham? Here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Morah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain. I will show you. Thank you so much, Colin, for that wonderful reading of this great passage in the book of Genesis. Well, good morning. Lovely to see you. Happy New Year to you all. Welcome. I don't know if you've made any New Year's resolutions yet, but um, you won't be surprised that the top four New Year's resolutions for this year are exactly the same as they were last year, the year before, and the year before that, according to the internet. Lose weight, get fit, get a new job, and save money. It's the same for news resolutions everyone has every year. Uh, my, my resolution last year was to read more. So I joined the library, and the idea was that through the year I'd watch less TV, less scrolling on my phone, more time reading. 
I found out at the end of the year, I noticed I was sitting on the sofa, I put the TV on, I had the book in one hand with the page open, my phone in the other hand, and when I was kind of reading the page, I was scrolling with my phone and watching the TV. So it didn't really work. New Year's resolutions are all about changing you, renewing something, doing something new, improving yourself. And the question I'd love to ask you this morning is, you know, I don't know what you want to improve or change in your life, but what would you like God to do in your life this year? What would you like God to do in your life this year? Where does your relationship with God come in your list of desires or agendas for 2022? How do we receive God's blessings for our life this year? Well, over the next two weeks, we're going to look at two characters from the book of Genesis. This man called Abraham, and then next week, his grandson, Jacob. And we're going to see what we can glean from them of how we can make a change in our walk with God. And there's two themes that we see from these two characters. Sacrifice and struggle. Sacrifice and struggle. And how you respond to those two themes, sacrifice and struggle, will define your walk with God this year. It will totally change your relationship with God. So before we begin, let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for these amazing characters from the Old Testament with lives of faith which we can learn so much from. And we pray that you would speak to us from your word this morning, spirit to spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Abraham was this great man of faith. He's listed in the book of Hebrews as being a great warrior, a great example of faith. And he had this wonderful obedience and trust, which we um, heard about as Colin and did this reading this morning. And what we see in his life of faith, his growing faith, was as God's blessings got bigger, so did the sacrifices that he had to make. And his story is really about how deep we can go into our relationship with God and still hold on to the things that are important to us. When you look at Abraham's story, there are two things you can take away. Two things, I think, about this theme of sacrifice. Things that I think will define our walk with God in 2023. The first thing is this. Learn to sacrifice the old thing for the new thing. Learn to sacrifice the old thing for the new thing. His story begins in a place called Ur in the Chaldeans. And Genesis chapter 12 says this. The Lord said to Abraham, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. And Abraham leaves. That's his first sacrifice. This uprooting, this stepping out into the unknown, that's costly. And living by faith is not about just ease and comfort. And we see that so often in the great people of faith. We see it in Abraham's life. He had to sacrifice his personal comfort to follow God. And the reason why I think this is so important for us to get is we get attached to the familiar, to the safe, to the thing that's worked in the past. We just want to continue. We become fearful of the unfamiliar, for the new thing, for the different. And sometimes God is blessing something over here, but we're so keen to stay here that we miss what God is doing over there. Faith is about sometimes being uncomfortable, unsettling, and it involves trust and faith, and we see that in Abraham's life. Many years ago, I was at a Christian conference, and I booked myself into a standard chalet for the week. And um, when I got to the reception, this the lovely receptionist said, we've upgraded you to silver accommodation. So I was very excited. I took my bag to my brand new accommodation. 
And I'm a little bit OCD, so I unpacked all my stuff, have all my T-shirts, all my shirts hanging up, got all my socks out pointing the right direction, got all my books out and my pens and pencils, had everything just the way I wanted it. And I just sat down and everything was perfect. And there was a knock at the door. And one of the teams said, got some great news for you. We've just upgraded you again to our brand new Lakeside Apartments. And I said, that's, that's really nice. I said, but I'm content with where I am. I said, bless someone else a bit. I said, no, you don't understand. These are amazing. And we've chosen you to sort of work them out and see how they are and give us some feedback. And I said, well, I've just unpacked everything. Everything's just the way I want it. And, I, and they kept going on and on and on until eventually I relented. And I had to put everything back in my case, carry everything to the other side of the site, to this lakeside apartment. But his lakeside apartments were pretty amazing. They had a flat screen plasma TV in the bedroom, king size bed, flat screen TV in the lounge. I had my own lounge, I had a kitchen. It was one of those places we had maid service every day where they come in and they make a swan out of your towels every day you came back from your room. And, um, and there was even a sign saying, don't put the stuff in the dishwasher. There's a dishwasher. So just leave the stuff in the sink, the maid will put it all in the dishwasher for you. They didn't even have to lift up a cup or a mug. I was so blessed. It was the most amazing thing. It was, it was more like the Bahamas rather than Butlins. <laughs> I could have missed out on all of that if I had stayed where I was. But I relented and I went to the new thing. And God is always doing something new. We miss out if we want to stay where we are. The first way to grow in your faith is to be excited about the new thing that God is doing. And he says that again and again in Scripture. In Isaiah, he says, don't dwell on the past. See the new thing I'm doing. Do you not perceive it? Are you not excited about it? He says in the book of Zechariah, don't despise the day of the small thing. Don't look down on this new thing which I'm birthing. It might look small to you, but have faith in this new thing which I'm birthing. God is always doing something new. Where might God be leading you this morning? That's unfamiliar and you. What about our church? Are you quick to embrace the new thing? Are you saying, ah, oh, that's not the way we used to do it. This is the way we like to do it. Is your first response, we always do it like this. But God is always doing something new. And if you want to see a move of the Spirit, we need to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. The first way to lay hold of what God has for you this year is not to look back, but like Abraham, have eyes of faith in what God is doing. Say to the Lord, where's your Holy Spirit working this year? Where do I need to look? What is the new thing you're doing? Learn to sacrifice the old thing for the new thing. That's the first thing. Then secondly, learn to sacrifice the new thing for the best thing. Learn to sacrifice the new thing that God is doing for the best thing. Genesis chapter 22. God said to Abraham, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on the mountain that I will show you. And for each of us, we need to work out what is the things that God is using for us and the things that we have in our life that are getting in the way of what God wants to do. What are the things that we need to lay down and stop? Even good things can get in the way of our relationship with Jesus. Even ministry can get in the way of our relationship with Jesus. I don't know what was to be going through Abraham's mind as he climbed that mountain. 
with his son, knowing that he'd been asked to sacrifice his son. I don't know whether he was kind of anxious, thinking, well, how God, how are you going to work for this? Or whether he had such peace and faith. We're not really told, but we're told that he was obedient and he trusted God. And um, I don't think we really get how massive this was for Abraham to be given this command. Abraham was a wealthy man. Isaac was his son. He was his only heir. Isaac represented everything Abraham had worked for his whole life. Isaac also represented Abraham's identity. His name changed from Abraham to Abraham because of Isaac. His whole identity was wrapped up in Isaac. Isaac also represented the promises of God that God had spoken over Abraham's life. All the hopes for the future that God had laid on his heart was in Isaac. And of course there was love here. Isaac was his only son. Abraham adored him, he loved him. He was his one and only son who he loved more than anything. So for Abraham being asked to lay down his wealth, his ministry, the promises of God over his life, his most treasured possession, his son, his whole life and his identity was wrapped up in this boy called Isaac. And none of those things were wrong. None of those things were bad. But each of those things can be idols if they get in the way of our relationship with God. Learn to sacrifice the new thing for the best thing. And maybe your response to God today is asking God, where are the Isaacs in my life which I need to lay down? What are the areas that you're clinging to? It could be a hobby or a habit. It could be Netflix or knitting. It could be an agenda or a dream. It might even be a ministry or relationship. As we enter this new year, are you making space for God to move in your life? Where do quiet times come into your diary? What is your time reading your Bible every day or meeting with your church family and worshipping the Lord? Where does that come in your diary this year? Where are the eyes that's in your life that need to be laid down again and again? God always wants to do something amazing in my life. He says it again in Scripture. He's a good God. And Jeremiah says, I have good plans for you, plans to prosper you. Jesus said, I have come that you would have life in all its fullness. Not just get him through life, but have it to the full. But I think often our lives are just so full of stuff, we make it hard for God to move. You know, if you're holding on to things you can't receive and you give, can you? Because your hands are already full. Learn to sacrifice the old thing for the new thing and learn to sacrifice the new thing for the best thing. And the best thing is Jesus. Nothing will give you more joy and peace and satisfaction this year than your relationship with Jesus. Nothing would give you more security and peace this year than your relationship with Jesus. And I think this is the thing that Abraham discovered when he came back down that mountain. God honours the life fully devoted to him. If there's one thing you remember from this morning, remember that. God honours the life fully devoted to him. In the summer we went to um, a camp called Focus, a number of us from the church, and I remember the first time I went to Focus, it was about 20-odd years ago, and a friend said, oh, you've got to come to this Christian camp called Focus. And it sounded like the worst thing in the world, spending a week with 3,000 other Christians. I think, you know, an hour at church on Sunday is bad enough. You want me to spend a week with these guys and another 2,000 more of them? And then I looked at the price of it, and I thought, this is so expensive. I could be in Barcelona by the beach rather than a muddy campsite for the same amount of money you're asking me to go to Focus. And I've noticed over the years, I mean, I went to that, that first focus, and God spoke to me so powerfully. But over the years, I've encountered God so powerfully 
and I've carved up time for him, whether it's a, a day, a week, or that, that, that summer, that summer at Focus. It's actually at Focus where God spoke to me and imparted to me some of the main decisions I've made in my life, like the job I'm doing, where I'm living. I've heard from God so clearly when I've carved up a time for him. So this summer we, we had um, someone join us from um, our food bank, one of the volunteers, as far as I know, she doesn't come to our church. She's one of the volunteers from Food Bank. She wasn't a Christian. I'm not sure why she was there. Thought she, maybe she thought she'd get a free camping trip. So she came along to focus with us. And, uh, and um, bless her, but I've said to her, this to her before. I always found her a bit of a, a miserable, grumpy sort of person. And um, that week at focus in the summer, she encountered Jesus. She encountered the Holy Spirit in a very powerful way. And I asked her, well, what difference has Jesus made in your life? And she said, it's made everything. She said, I'm a, I'm a totally different person, and I just have this peace in my life now. And if you meet her now, I mean, there is this little spark in her life. I mean, she's still got some of the challenges and struggles, but something has changed. That encounter of Jesus, making space to meet with Jesus. And if you really want to grow in your relationship with God this year, it will involve sacrifice. But God honors that. He honors that. That's how the kingdom of God grows. It will transform your walk with God. God honors the life fully devoted to him because he loves you. He loves spending time with you. And as we make space for him, we make space for him to move in our lives. Would the band like to come up? Learn to sacrifice the old thing for the new thing. And learn to sacrifice the new thing for the best thing. Which is really a way of saying, learn to make space for God. Learn to lay down the things that get in the way. Learn to ask the Lord, what are the Isaacs in my life this year? They might not just be the bad things, they might be good things. But as we clear up space for him, we'd be surprised and amazed what God will do. So our job is to be expectant and to trust in the good God. If you're able, would you like to stand? At the beginning of this new year, we're just going to invite the Holy Spirit to come and just to, just to minister our own hearts. And as we invite him, I just invite you to say, Lord, where are the Isaacs in my life this year? Where do I need to make space for you? What do I need to lay down so I can receive you more? Where do I need to be courageous and place the old thing down to see the new thing you're doing? Help me to have eyes of faith, even when it feels uncomfortable and unsettling. And like Abraham, let us have eyes of faith that you can't outgive God. Whatever we lay down for him, we receive so much more in return. Help us to remember the best thing, this person called Jesus Christ who comes to bring us fullness of life. So Holy Spirit, we invite you to come now. We invite you to come to fill us, to refresh us, and to excite us on the new things that you will be doing in our lives, in our church, in the wider community. Help us to be expectant, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Before we move into a time of worship, let's just wait, let's just be expectant.
It may be in your hearts that you, there's something specific you want to lay down at his feet to say, Lord, I lay this down. I give this back to you. Or maybe there's nothing that comes to mind so you just say, Lord, I, I'm going to lay down my life afresh to you this year to make space for you to clear out the clutter. Come Holy Spirit. God honours the life fully devoted to him. It's the safest place you can be this year. The most important thing you can put in your diary which will impact every other part of your life this year. Time with Jesus. Father, as we go through this year and sacrifice the things in our lives, Lord, help us to have that just trust, that boldness, that obedience, that faith of Abraham. And we thank you, Lord, that those things are precious to you too. They're safe in your hands. And we want to receive all you have for us. In Jesus' name.